I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guy.com. Forward slash 345. Before we chat with today's guest, here's a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by the 90-Day Mentoring Challenge. So far, people have attended this program from 34 countries from around the world. Wherever you're located, this is an opportunity to invest in your career. If you want to be mentored in the next 90-Day Mentoring Challenge, please go to nz365guy.com forward slash mentoring. Now, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from India. He's a freelance Microsoft Power Platform consultant and solution advisor. He's in his first year of being an MVP. He enjoys, and I love this, traveling, binge-watching Netflix. Who doesn't? Trading cryptocurrency, political satire, talking about trends and future of uh, autonomous vehicles in context of security and surveillance, aside from blogging and creating content on the Microsoft Power Platform. Wow, I love that. His Twitter account is Yarish Agwal1651. That was the year he was born, 1651. And his blog site is bythedevs.com. Yarish, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. How are you? Good. Good. Did I get your year of birth, 1651, correct? Or was that just out a bit? That that's a little too old for me, you know. <laughs> uh, wow, how are, how's things going with you? Um, pretty much good, I guess. I mean, uh, we've been all in COVID, so seeing that it's good. Now you know, a couple of months ago or so, we we heard a lot of bad stuff about COVID in India. How's things going now? As in, uh, is it, are you, are you are you having a bit of a respite or a reprieve from it? How's things going? I, I think the condition is getting improved now. It was very bad the last month, the number of cases and uh, the new diseases in complement with COVID coming on. But now I think things are going good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. It's good. It's improving. Yeah. Crazy, crazy time it's been for so many, but particularly you guys, you know, in, in more recent days, Anyhow, before we, we get underway and understand a bit about your MVP journey, tell me a bit about um, your family, you know, uh, what's your favorite food uh, in the region of India you're based in, and what do you do for fun? Sure. So uh, I'm actually based in Hyderabad, that is towards the south of India. And uh, my family, basically, there are a lot of interesting facts about my family. You know, uh, I belong to a joint family. I mean, I was staying in a joint family until the last, uh, you know, four or five years ago. And uh, you'll be surprised that we were about 150 people living in the same house. Hang on a second. How many people? 150. Wow. Mind-blowing. Yeah. So, uh, my, my... grandfather's father had uh, like eight sons and then my father and uh, my father has three brothers and the family tree came down like that and in my generation it's like I have a brother and a sister so it was a huge huge family but as it was expanding so people kept splitting out and uh, here we are now. Wow 
That is mind-blowing to me, mind-blowing. It's a big extended family. What What's, uh, you know, if, uh, if we were to go out to dinner where you are, what would you suggest that we ate? Um, I love paneer. I'm a vegetarian. So uh, basically paneer is the only complement you find here or I'll say supplement you find here for any food. So I love paneer and then I, I like pizza and pasta. So I like Italian food and paneer. Yeah. So paneer, as in, is it... Is that a plant or is it actually a, a, a like a, a dish that you make? So paneer is basically uh, the Indian version of tofu. It's cottage cheese. And then you put that in curries and um, you know biryani and all that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Very good. Very good. Okay. So from, from the intro, you know, I see that you are into trading cryptocurrency. And I see right now Bitcoin is sitting at uh, 37,487 which has gone up since about, I don't know, this morning when I got up, it was about 33, 34. Um, when you say trading in, in, in crypto, are you just are you just buying and holding or are you actually, you know, buying and selling crypto all the time? Uh, I was buying and selling, but now I'm buying and holding. I like uh, earlier, it was just, you know, uh, getting into anything based on market trends and all that. But now actually I'm learning how to better do it. Uh, learning, visualizing those charts and um, finding all those points where you should get in and where you should get out and all that kind of stuff. But So uh, you're developing some diamond hands? Uh, not like that, not like that. I'm just kind of holding some bags into some technologies that I truly believe will prosper in the next uh, couple of months or years at least. Mm-hmm. And, and it, have you had any big wins in crypto? In a few of those. So there's one called Anchor, A-N-K-R, and there's one uh, XTZ, which is Tezos. So these two, uh, Anchor, I've already had a good good profit, and um, in Tezos, I hope it will be much better in the next few months. Wow. Wow. You know, you you hear of stories that people have, and I always find that um, if you look at things statistically, that once somebody tells you a story about some event happening, you can't really go out and copy it because the the likelihood of you getting the same results. But just the weekend before last, I had a friend in the U.S. Uh, someone, you know, friend of his, colleague, that type of thing, said to him, "Listen, there's a this great opportunity in crypto, a new currency is coming out. You can get in on the ground floor." And straight away, when he's telling me the story, I'm like, "Red flag! There's a warning here. Like, you know, this sounds like he's going to get scammed." You know. Yeah, 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 it happens most of the times. Then, I mean, also there are so many shit coins. Like uh, people are thinking that it is like an overnight millionaire kind of thing, but it's not like that. That's the. This is the crazy thing. So he decides he's going to put in five thousand dollars US, right? And so he then gets a message when the market was going to open or the currency was going to become available and they're like, oh, sorry, there's delays. And the delays went on for most of the day. And he was like, oh, this sounds like something's dodged, right? And anyhow, he kept trying to place his $5,000 into the coins and he was able to get it in. And at the end of the day, he had made 125000 US in, in one day. And I, I said to him, hang on a second, mate. Like, did you get your coin out? Like, did you? He goes, well, I've pulled out $80,000 back into my bank account. And um, he goes, yeah, the rest I'm leaving in there. And I'm like, wow, that's one of those stories that you're just like, too good to be true. But 
you know, once again, it's a, probably an outlier or a random event that he did so well, being that he had never, ever touched Bitcoin prior to that day. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, pure, pure luck, I would say. Again, it's luck right there, right? How's that? 5,000 to 125. Wow. So, so what got you into crypto? Um, initially, actually, in 2016 or so, I was kind of working on establishing a company here in India for uh, security and surveillance in gated communities. And at that point of time, we were uh, trying to build a technology based on crypto that would, uh, based on blockchain, actually, that would help us, uh, you know, make it better for people. So that got me into blockchain and then that got me into crypto. Right. So have you looked at any of this stuff on Azure around blockchain? Uh, actually, at that time, we were doing it based on Ethereum blockchain only and kind of trying to uh, create smart contracts and all that. But it didn't work out for us because the amount of time it required for development and then uh, our own effort to learn that and do it, it was really, really too much for us at the point. Yeah, yeah. And before we get into your power, power platform journey, tell us about autonomous vehicles and, and why you're worried from a security perspective about them. Um, not worried, actually. When I was in uh, my college, we had a lush green campus. It was really huge. And uh, it was kind of a gated, like, consider gated communities as areas which are, uh, you know, secured by gates. And uh, you can have vehicles roaming freely inside, like airports are there. We have residential townships and all that. And um, based on some studies, there were a lot of deaths and uh, accidents happening over there due to overspeeding vehicles or people not following the traffic rules within the community uh, because people keep walking. People are always on the you know roads and all. And uh, if some accident happened, they were not able to reach out to the emergency services in due time. So what we did is we created an IoT-based solution that would uh, convert a normal conventional vehicle to connected vehicles as soon as they entered this gated area. Basically, the security guard would hand over a device to the vehicle driver. And as long as they are there in that gated region, the moment they increase their speed from 20 km per hour, they would get notification within the vehicle that they shouldn't uh, overspeed, they should reduce their speed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if they did that three times, we would uh, notify the security that this person is overspeeding and they're not following the rules. So then when they exit, the the security guard can flag that vehicle and uh, not allow them to enter again into that gated region. Right. So very, through, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So through that, we were also kind of trying to expand into vehicle uh, you know, uh, analyzing driver behaviors when they are in the gated region and all that. So it, it was a good project at that point of time, but it did not work out because uh, the frequencies that we were trying to use were not uh, uh, freely available for use and all that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So tell me, how did you get involved in the Power Platform? I see that you're a Flownaut and an Abstronaut. How, how did your journey go? Um, so when I completed this part, I started actually with Azure and then uh, from Azure, I started working into Dynamics 365 sales. And from there, I, I mean, when I was working on Dynamics 365 sales, that was when I created my first flow. And being uh, from a non-coding background, that was like a game changer that I felt at, at that point of time. So I learned flow very much. I loved it. And uh, I spent my weekends initially learning how to uh, you know, create advanced flows and how to do a lot of uh, things which were not directly available. And through that, I landed on the community forums when I was facing some issues. And then that I, I saw that 
that uh, people were actually helping it, helping other people. I didn't know the concept of flow knots. I didn't know the concept of uh, if there was something called as MVPs and all that. But then I started contributing on that community forum that uh, when I faced problems, I was reaching there. But if other people were facing problems, they were also reaching there. So if I could help someone, that would be a good, uh, you know, uh, satisfying point for me. I like it. I like it. And... Uh, t- tell me more though, as in what, like, what are you doing now from a technology perspective as in what is your, what are your day-to-day work um, around the power platform? Um, usually creating apps and creating flows. I, I focus more on RPA and uh, power apps right now and a little bit of power virtual agents. So I help people uh, modernize their apps, which are already existing and using legacy systems and, uh, build up some automation also over there. I'm also kind of helping some uh, schools over here based in India to automate processes within the uh, within the school infrastructure. So that's one. And uh, apart from that, I kind of still uh, there on the community forums and creating some content around Power Platform. Mm-hmm. Have you always been freelancing through this period? Uh, no, actually. I was working with AIS earlier and then I got into f- freelancing. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then no, no, it totally makes sense. Um, how did the how how about your blog by the devs? How did how did that come about? Um, so again, that came around uh, in 2019, I believe, when I was working on the uh, when I was actually mo- spending time on the community forums and solving issues. Then I realized that uh, there were a lot of uh, questions that were being asked, which were on similar lines. So I thought, whenever I was coming up with any innovative solutions, I should blog it. And then directly share the links and all that. So that's how I started it. So good. Such an interesting path um, that you've gone. Have you only ever worked in India or have you worked for um, international companies? Um, I, I Actually, when I was in college, I worked for a six-month internship at uh, Carnegie Mellon University's uh, research lab in China. So that was where I did the electric vehicle thing. And then uh, when I started working on Power Platform, um, I had a chance to deliver a workshop at the AIS US-based company uh, in the US and also uh, another workshop in Denmark with UNDP. Wow, that's very, very cool. Very cool. What's your, what's your favorite thing, as in, uh, as in particularly from a technology, are you, as in, is it, is it, do you lean more to the flow or more to the app side of things? Flow, definitely flow anytime. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, flow. Uh, what about um, uh, RPA uh, from a, the desktop uh, tool? Have you looked at that very closely? Yeah, actually, uh, before RPA with Power Automate, I was doing RPA with some other tools as well. And then when they released uh, the Win Automation part, which was prior to the Power Automate desktop one, I got into that. And that was like really amazing in the opportunities and the possibilities that it unfolded. I am very fascinated by all of these. Have you automated anything using um, Power Automate Desktop in your own life? Like, not like for a customer, but to make your life? Uh, not really. No, I mean, the home plans came just recently, so I haven't had the time to experiment with it. But yeah, not for a personal automation. I haven't done much from that. Yeah, I'm interested to see what people are going to do with it from a personal automation perspective. Not just... Not just in their, you know, home lives, but also their work lives. You know, what could you do to uh, make yourself more efficient and things like that? I think it's a big opportunity. So, 
you know, how the MVP journey, how did that come about? How did you end up, you know, um, transitioning from, you know, learning everything about flow and power apps and things like that to then being nominated? You know, tell us a bit about that process for you. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, the point where I was actually starting working on flow and I started uh, responding to answers on the community forums i did that for flow and for power apps as well because that is that was the time i was learning the two things and uh, after a couple of months i had answered enough questions and uh, i fit into the criteria where i was promoted to a super user on both of these uh, community platforms and then after a couple more months the other super users who were mvps they kind of noticed and they reached out asking you know there's a program called as an mvp program and if you wanted to be a part of it we can nominate you and help you through that so that's how it started wow and what's the impact been for you as in since you became an mvp um, so I see that uh, it has opened a lot of doors for me earlier. I mean, my f- initial focus was also to bring technology to uh, more people and uh, have more users onboarded on the platform and see that, okay, no, it's not just code that you can use to create applications or automation. You can also just use your logic and uh, use already available smart tools like Flow and uh, apps to create these things. So I, I actually went to a couple of uh, colleges here in India to uh, demonstrate these and uh, show them that you can also learn this within a short period of time and the business application stream is expanding so you can also find a lot of opportunities in there so before i was mvp i mean i wouldn't get that big of a response but then when i got mvp and then mct i mean it opened the doors really well wow it's great are you using your mct are you actually doing training yes yes occasionally yes I mean, I'm not getting uh, too much of uh, in- into it uh, because um, I'm good with teaching the basic courses. But when it comes to advanced, I think uh, I need to still uh, focus on a few things from a personal learning perspective. too. Yeah. What's what's the future for you? You know, if you had the opportunity to say exactly what was going to happen in the next, you know, uh, one, two, three years, where where would you like to see yourself in three years time? Um, I want to do half of my, I want to put half of my effort into training new talent and then the other half into actually helping organizations digitally transform. But that's happening at a, such a fast pace now. So I just want to be a part of it. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, it's been, uh, Yerish has been absolutely brilliant talking to you. Um, I always like to wrap up with some quick, quick fire questions because we're coming up on our time. Are you ready for your, your questions? Yes, yes, sure. Okay. What's the best hotel you've ever stayed in and why? Um, there was one in uh, Denmark, the hotel AC Belaska. It's a part of Marriott. I just love the architecture. It was a huge hotel shaped like two shoes. It was pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. What activity do you enjoy so much that it makes you lose track of time? Um, binge watching Netflix, of course. I was going to say, it's <laughs> got to be the Netflix, right? Yeah. Uh, what were the three biggest turning points in your life? where you kind of took different directions um, for you? Um, the first one, when I was joining college, I was uncertain if I should take uh, computer science or electronics. So I just went with a hunch and got into electronics. The second one, after I graduated, should I stay into electronics or should I go into IT? So I got into IT. <laughs> and then the third one is, should I continue into employment or do something that I like more and have more... Uh, autonomy of what I do. So I started and got into freelancing. So yeah. I like it. Wow. Such an interesting story. 
Uh, Yerish, it's been great to have you on the show. We look forward to publishing this. Thanks again for coming on. Great. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Business Application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 Guy. If you'd like to support this show, feel free to check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 Guy. Thanks again and stay safe out there.